feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! I want to know the truth. You keep digging, you're going to dig your own grave. Right. Can you prove any of this? No, absolutely not. I don't feel no ways tired. This is the Brian Suits Show. Hey, good morning. We'll get July 1st, 2022. Who thought? Who thought we would make it to this? Certainly not uh, 106 years ago this morning. No one thought that we'd ever get to 2022. I'll tell you why here in just a second. Um, and uh, Bruce Greg here. Uh, and emergency orders about affecting your boating this weekend. Just a, a heads up. We do have team coverage. We've got multiple reporters down at SeaTac with microphones asking people in line. Stuff. Stuff and junk. Um. Anyway, uh, let's get to work. We're the right way, traffic. AM seven seventy KTTH Prime Suits here. Happy Canada Day, everybody! Whoop, whoop. This is their so-called Independence Day, but they still have a queen on their money. Am I right? Uh, Producer Greg and uh, Brian Suits here, and it's going to be they're uh, projecting this to be the largest uh, car trip weekend since twenty nineteen. Um, let, let me just remind people. But I, I don't know if this sounds faintly dirty, but I, I, I went pretty hard down the Peaky Blinder hole <laughs> again last night. Yeah. Um. The part of the deal is, you know, it's crazy. I, I realize we Netflix gave us the ability to binge. They, they realized that they could let us binge, but they never asked themselves, should they let us binge? Mm. They never asked them philosophical questions. Yeah, not the Jurassic Park question. And here's the problem, and maybe this is their evil plan. I know I, I know I liked that series, and I went, I powered through the first season. I think it was pre-pandemic, yeah. wasn't it? And I, 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 I loved it. Um, and so it was a BBC series. So Netflix got it, you know, as a lump thing. And then they just went, oh, well, whatever it is, the guy from 28 Days Later, and he's the doctor from um, Arkham Mental Hospital in Gotham City. And now there it is. Peaky Blinder. It's some Irish thing. Some gypsy mob thing. I, I loved it. I binged it. And then season two and all this. So then a couple of years go by, and I get back into it, and I've been season six, and and I'm watching season six, and I'm done with it. I've been finished with it in like four days, and I realize, wait, what are they referring to? Wait, where's what? Where's Polly? Where's what? What do you mean that's her son? And I I didn't remember a whole bunch of major plot points in the sixth season, so it didn't make a hell of a lot of sense to me. But as always, there's always one the the brilliance of Peaky Blinders is that at some point in the episode. Someone gets shot? No, that that's the buildup. There's always some set piece bit of very stylized, slow motion, fast motion, Guy Ritchie kind of violence. Okay, that's sure. that's the drug. That formula still works. Yeah, and and the the fact that everyone is you know very very uh, cleverly dialoguing in between it, you know, and all that, and very fast paced, and the whole thing, and then then they go into slow motion and start cutting people or shooting them or or whatever. 
And so I went back to season one. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, now I know that. And then season two is, is like a brand new series to me. But I realized I watched it because I'm on, on Netflix. It says completed, 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 completed. And All I, right. I want a, I want a date receipt on there. Like, but, but yeah, you needed your memory jogged. But you know what? Here, here's the other, uh, the other binge hole that I'm finding out is if, if, you're, if you're binging and for whatever reason, uh, you, you know, you're, you're past the third episode, but you, you fall asleep. Netflix auto plays the next one. And then yes. it doesn't like give you a mild electric shock. Hey, are you watching? Hey, are you watching? Hey, right. you know, and, and I don't in the settings, there's no way to not do that. So when I say, oh, yeah, I binge season two. No, I just I it was 2 a.m. I was asleep on the couch because there was a pandemic on. There was nothing else to do. And so that that's that's the weird, um, uh, you know, I, the so-called Mandela effect. Um, you know, the thing where everyone there's a collective belief that is wrong like it's mm -hmm. berenstein bears not not b-e-a-r in steen bears everyone thinks it's b-e-r uh or that nelson mandela died in 1991 uh, or which actually he died during the obama administration but i want to probe this a little further brian because this is not the first so time... large hadron collider in switzerland the cern thing there's three sixes in the symbol bro this is not the first time you've brought up peaky blinders or your love uh, of it and it surely violence. it surely won't be the last time but yeah no. so that's my question you love the style of it you love the production value the way that it's shot Really amazing production value, but is it style over substance, or is are they equal co co parts? No, here? if they were stick figures, it would still be really really good. In fact, that's what the the only way to sort of counter it would be to do season seven in stick figures. Um, okay, like or popsicle <laughs> figures and shadows and all. Is no, it a it's show? Really good. Can I watch it with my wife, or will she roll her eyes and I, be like, "This I, is a dude. This is a sausage fest. This is a dude show." No, it's that's the thing about it is that there's a lot of uh, women's with guns and razors and knives and stuff. <laughs> um, is she a fan of accents? That's my. I have an ear for all the UK, all the British Isles she, accents. She's a fan of Downton Abbey. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, and and as I am I for the early seasons anyway. Is there any kind of love story that can this keep is, her interest? Speaking of, I mean, thugs getting rich. Imagine Beverly Hillbillies moving into Downton Abbey with razors. That's my pitch to her. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the Clampets uh, moving into Downton Abbey only with accents and and all that. No, it's it's really really good. And and the reason I mentioned that is because all of the the bad guys. Um, and this is a true story. A lot, a lot of them served in World War One and were decorated highly. And the main, the main guy's character, Tommy, and you, I forget the silly, the, you'd know the actor if you saw him. Um, he is he he uh, he was decorated at the Battle of the Somme, which kicked off kicked off today in 1916. What one of the ugliest battles in recorded human history by noon today in 1916. And I say this because my 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 grandpa McLeod uh, served there. My um, uncle uh, JPG John Fee Gordon McLeod, born Tacoma, Washington, eighteen ninety something runner. I should I should say great uncle. He's, he was my grandfather's brother. He served there. Huge huge battle. The, the on this date in nineteen sixteen, the British managed to lose more men by noon than we lost in all of Vietnam in 15 years. 
That can't be. Dig, true, if you will, it? that picture. What? Yes. And it was thought to be a tactical success for the day. They, what, what, they we, got they got further than they were supposed to. They they got nearly a mile and a half. Didn't we lose like fifty five, sixty thousand? Fifty eight thousand in the Vietnam. Oh my good. And that happened yep. in one day. Noon. In World War One. Noon. Dear Lord. Yes. That's the scale of the old uh, whiskey whiskey Uno. And, and and that's why I because history is a straight line, it's not a loop. It's crazy to me that that 106 years ago, you know, they had machine guns, they had artillery, they had aeroplanes. Yeah, um, I imagine most of these deaths were shelling and bombs, the, and it's, you're standing yeah, around or like, oh, boom, kablooey. It, you're they gone. had they had they had weapons that, in the hands of a of a innovative, smart person today, would make a difference in Ukraine. Just that they had the field manual and the training of 1890 of of the Crimean War. I mean, ironically, I mean, standing your men up and saying, "Right, lads, no, don't mind the concertine, don't mind the barbed wire. Just, just walk in a general uh, easterly direction. You'll, you'll run into uh, Jerry. <laughs> just, just crazy." But, but anyway, they they made sort of a throwaway reference to it in in Peaky Blinders. Oh, okay, uh, last night, and I'm like, "Oh, that's it." But so, oh, you like the one who gets the reference? <laughs> yeah, You're like I, I know where they're going with yes. this. And this was at a point, by the way. This is when when after Winston Churchill was was sort of officially disgraced with his own uh, cock up of the first water, Tripoli, as, as they say, uh, Gallipoli, Gallipoli. Um, sorry, uh, in 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 Turkey, he he resigned, went to the trenches. You know, this is there's lots of reasons you should admire Winston Churchill, but he knew what he was getting into. He didn't say, "Right, is this some cushy stuff job?" Is the Royal Women's Balloon Auxiliary all filled up? Well, all right, then I'll I'll just go be a trenchy lad, uh, an officer in the trenches. He knew what he was getting into, and and it was it was nasty, but I mean so, beyond nasty. In summary, the official Brian's Suits show, July Fourth Extended Weekend binge watching recommendation is Peaky Blinders for your listeners. But you know, I got to say. I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm going to impose a, a, a new rule. I, I mean I got to say no more binging. That's I, I identified the problem last night. Take it's, it slow. Is yeah I'm gonna do one episode like on Hulu. This Jeff Bridges, John Lithgow, the old man. Have you Which seen that promoted? I've heard is really good. No, it's not a fan. It's great. Everything about it is great. Except Jeff Bridges, I'll watch anything with the dude. Oh, he's so great in in that. Uh, that's just like your opinion, man. That would be a great mashup. Would be uh, the the dude in Peaky Blinders, like his grandpa or something. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian, so it's here. Your weekend travel plans? Well, uh, I am curious. So, <clears throat> what are you doing this weekend? Are you actually going to drive? Uh, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770, early edition of Check Your Text. Also, uh, we do have uh, team coverage down there at SeaTac and at a gas pump somewhere. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. Uh, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. What do you think of the gas prices? Oh, they're really high. All right. Well, that's it from down here in Burien. Back to you in studio, Monique and Greg. Thanks. Monique. Monique Ming- Minglovin. Who's that? At uh, Cairo Seven. Oh, okay. Um, and they always they always nod. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> That's bad. Those prices are bad. 
gas prices are high and people are concerned. People would rather spend less money than, uh, than more money. So there they are, continuing a, a rich journalistic tradition. You see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the Cheesecake Factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that, but... Um, and, and again, a reminder, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't. <laughs> so there's there's the great moments in Seattle TV. Um, they, then the other thing is, is uh, that's right, uh, Eric and uh, Mary, I'm down here at SeaTac. Uh, cars are pulling up. People are getting out with packages. Fathers are looking frustrated. Mothers are getting frustrated that the fathers are frustrated. They're telling the kids, you're pissing off your father. That's, that's the dynamic. That's how that works. There's... No news value in in putting a mic in people's faces on the on what's you know what could be the most stressful day of the last two and a half years. People that are I, I'm I, I haven't been on an aeroplane since uh, January of 2020. I'm not going to get on one for if I can avoid it. I I don't know. I um, for a long time. And when's the last time you traveled via aeroplane on a holiday? <laughs> Not never. Never I, a clock. Yeah. Uh, unless I mean, my parents drug me on the airplane because we were going to Vancouver yes, from Hawaii. Exactly. Um, and that's where I, I you know, I got to say, um, my my nieces and nephews, I, I, I can't wait to hear the saga, but it took them three days to get from Cape Town, South Africa to Portland last night. That sounds about right. Oh, that sounds like just a... Uh, misery and and uh, and this avoids we we were getting our passports because we were going to go down there and visit them and just thank golly that we we did the, they did this and so so um yeah so it'll be, it'll be really fun and they're and that's the thing logistically their their dad is like it's like no you don't you don't pop to america for the weekend he said yeah this is a three-week thing three or four-week thing it you know this is uh this is a uh, you spend the entire month of July for for the time it takes to get here, uh, and all that. And and here's what I'm going to do. I mean, it is a you know it's only a three hour drive. It's so easy from we're, we're going to leave at noon. We're going to be in Portland before I mean uh, before two, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to we're going to be in Hood River before our check in time. You know, I mean that's how easy it is to get there. Um, but I'm still going to take advantage of the fact that I'm in Oregon. I'm going to buy all kinds of crap. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And the more expensive, the better. Especially a weekend like this when no one's at the the uh, the large warehouse store. And then the, also they have the large warehouse store from Sweden. Press three if you feel guilty about all those savings in Oregon. You're technically supposed to report to the to whatever Washington State Which Department of Revenue. We yeah, all do that. Please. And so... <laughs> Um, I mean, that's the entire reason of living in Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> so you do all of your shopping across the river. But uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to have a I can't wait. It's going to be a relaxing weekend. What are, uh, and also, by the way, I fully endorse if your choice is I'm sitting around the house for the weekend. Yeah. Salute. Good for you. You're you're not burning gas like I am. Well, bingo, bango, bongo. That's exactly what I'm doing for the first time in many years. We're going to do just your old simple tried and true american tradition of the backyard bbq we usually go to a family member's house or travel at least a little bit but this year my wife and i both said let's be the hosts and you know do some yard maintenance uh, in the backyard mow the lawn get things looking nice and and have some friends over it's going to be rather quiet but we've got kids of similar ages to our friends 
and we're just going to do some BBQ, drink a few beers. My deliberation internally is, do I let off any fireworks, though? Because I know it's technically illegal, but I'm like, you know, I got a few in the garage from last year. Is it really going to hurt anybody to just set a few off in the they don't, street? They don't know they're illegal. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I have such uh, fond memories of doing that, getting together with families when I was little and right, you know, in the suburbs and letting off some fireworks in the middle of the street. But one thing I want to encourage our listeners to do. If you don't need to go anywhere. Don't. Don't. And if you don't need to go anywhere, probably a good idea not to. Yeah. One thing we're doing intentionally, and I'm already planning this three, four days in advance is include some part of your Independence Day celebration that refers to American civics or American history or recollections of how great this country is. I'm seeing a lot on social media about, given what's going on in the Supreme Court and the terrible state of this nation, July 4th is now a day of mourning. And it just yeah. makes me sick, Brian. Uh, what I like well, to and, do... But, it, but it's funny. It's The, the cycles are so weird. Mm-hmm. You go back to 1968, 69, and you see some of the stuff that was written on placards and protest signs. And and it would be shocking today. Back then, it was stunning. Hmm. It was stunning. And that was the entire point. So that's why you see people today going, actually, we're going to have a morning. We're going to have a circle. We're going to have a cry in. We're going to cry about... How the Supreme Court just tore apart the Constitution by sending an issue back to the states for people to vote on. Oh, it's going to be hyperbole and muck. But as a parent of young kids, what I like to do is I print out little excerpts of the Declaration of Independence and I pass them out to the kiddos if they can read. And then we sort of take turns, you know, before we break bread together and read a little bit from the Declaration of Independence, you know, down with King George and all that kind of stuff. S of a B. <laughs> And then talk about how amazing uh, this country is and what a privilege it is to live here. Because as Ronald Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from being lost. And so, yes, be deliberate with instilling a love for this country in your kids this July 4th, especially if you've got youngins at home. Good. I love the the uh, the, the Happy Traders Day uh, T-shirts. I, lo- I love that. Um uh, and, and the thing, you know, and that, one of the things that I always, you know, kind of remind my daughter of is this: this country is born of battle, of of a revolution, and it was it was uh, by a lot of people that took a lot of faith and said, "All right, I'll enlist." There's a paycheck at the end of this, right? I want to be free and junk, and um, and and we fought. Not everybody fought, and you know, the estimate is between three and eight percent. Some people say three percent. That's not true, but. You know, there's a lot of issues, but we, we took up arms. That's how unjust the rule was. And if you think that's nine people on a court, six of them, you know, if you think that's unjust, then you don't know anything about the Constitution. Um, also, King George wasn't letting us move west. It's like, consume a satchel Richards, dude. Jerk what? face. Yeah, jerky jerk face. So anyway, if he didn't need to go anywhere, don't. Um, well, we'll uh, be back right at this. AM 770-KTTH, 800-465-8770, If you're uh, just sticking around uh, the sound, um, I'm cur- I think it's a, it's a viable choice. It's a viable alternative. If I didn't have relatives, my, my uh, cousins that my, my, uh, my varmint hasn't seen in a long time, I wouldn't be going to Hood River. Except it's awesome down there, so maybe I would. All right, uh, back in a second. Uh, let's get to work with our right-way traffic.
am some seventy K T T H. Brian sits here with producer Greg. How can uh, why not some patriotic music? Do you hate America? What's wrong with Neil Diamond coming so, to America? We are copacetic. I was looking for some kind of patriotic bumper to come back in. I settled on Yankee Doodle, and then I thought, no, it needs an updated version. So I looked for the Yankee Doodle EDM, and then I thought you'd make fun of it if I, I came I back would. with it. And then I went, what about a Hamilton instrumental? You can jump in any time here. Of a whore and a Scotsman. Oh, oh, oh. love it. forgotten spot. No, I, the only one I know is What Did I Miss? What did I miss? Oh, the Jefferson yeah. song? That's a good one. Which is the best song in the whole thing? Nah, the sausage is made is probably the best. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> um, it's a great musical film. It, it really is. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm really I'm extremely happy that I have a kid who will say, do you mind if I stream Hamilton through the Bluetooth? Yes, me too. And I'll, and I'll say, well, oh, but that, you know, preset number five is Grateful Dead Live. <laughs> and and uh um and so but but that that vetoes uh grateful dead or, or channel sixes or bob marley uh but channel. hamilton has been a great impetus for a discussion about yeah. the founding of this country with my kiddos and i here's a question for you brian going into independence day my daughter asked me the other day was thomas jefferson a good man like straight up just asked me point blank I mean, that's a loaded question, full it, of nuance, it, right? It, it, you know, it's funny, yeah, because these days there's only one litmus test. Right. What did he own? I own slave. <laughs> well, then you you lack context. And, it, and I don't excuse it. But, but I mean, in summary, on the other hand, he, like, authored the, Inde- the so, Declaration of Independence. and uh, I said human beings are complicated, but I said his legacy is full of far more good than evil. But he was a guy that did some bad things, but in general, he did a lot of amazing things for this country that we're still uh, heirs of to that legacy today. And then I listed some of the accomplishments and achievements and the amazing things he did, and I supplemented it with, but here was the contradiction at the heart of some of the words he wrote. He owned slaves, which was a universal practice at the time. I think we can all agree. A bad thing. And, honey, it is a terrible thing to own human beings. It's happening right now, however, in, on July 1st, 2022 in our country, but that's yesterday's show. Yeah, right. Anyways, I, I think many parents have to deal with those kind of questions these days because whether it's in our kids' uh, educational institutions, they're being bombarded with American guilt from every part of society. So it's important to think out what your answer to those type of questions will be as a parent. Yeah. And I mean, if, speaking of perspective and, and context, uh, if I were to go back in time and tell Thomas Jefferson that on, on June 30th, 2022, I'll go to a machine, and uh, a, a machine that, that its operating principle has not even been invented yet, and on that machine, I will pay the federal government that you're about to... <laughs> Form, I'll pay them $250 because I trespassed on federal land and there's a protected gopher. And he would, he'll, he'll say, you I didn't hear anything after $250. Does this gopher crap little gold bullion? Why, yes, it does, you know. Um, uh, there's some uh, good text, so I'm justified in saying let's check your text. This is, I'm, I'm angered by this. Uh, 425 Area Code says, Washington Department of Revenue cruises the Costco parking lots in Portland, taking license plate pictures and pictures of people with big ticket items. What are they, I'm, what? 
the 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 I was gonna say I'm trying to mash up Costco with Gestapo. The Gish, Costco po? What? What do they do with that information? And by the way, possession. What, would they follow you home and watch you install the big chest freezer or something? Can that be real? I don't know. Four two five. Are you kidding? Well, let's. You're going down. We can have you scout out the situation this weekend. Oh my God! It would be worth it. Um, uh, of uh, all the things law enforcement could uh, concern themselves my God. with. Um, nine four nine area code uh, says I found a free couch, but it was taken before I could uh, before I could take a picture. Uh, he's referring to a uh, the, the most popular radio game show of all time. Have you seen a free couch? I haven't implemented it uh, here yet, though I, I, I I'll got to tell you, I'm seeing a lot of free couches out there. Um, nine five one area code says I uh, I paid six ninety nine for diesel on Highway twelve. Uh, really? That's uh, sounds like a steal of a deal in this day and age. Well, I gotta say, you're kind. Of, it's kind of a cell phone because right before you go get over White Pass, it says right there, "Last gas for sixty miles." You know, as you're passing through lovely uh, Ashford, Washington, on the southern slope of Mount Rainier, and uh, and and yeah, and and it flat out says, "Hey, sucker, um, this is this is the last gas." But anyway, six ninety nine. That's that's uh, crazy. These days, I am running my gas tank closer to empty than I ever have before on a regular basis. I think I have my odometer, or whatever reads that I have six miles left on this current tank, and I'm wondering if I can make it home from the studio today. But most most gas tanks have a reserve, right? Of like ten to. Like I think most of them are lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's why I loved my my unnamed Swedish car because it would give me a countdown. And one time I challenged it. I took a gallon of gas with me, and I took and I challenged it. And at and at ten miles left, it becomes two dash lines, and so mm-hmm. I I said, "All right, I'll I'll bite." I'll go straight and flat, 60 miles an hour. And I, I went flat and straight at 60 miles an hour. And I was wondering, what are those two dash lines? And then when it started to go chug, 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 I had gone 15 more miles. So it's, uh, they in Sweden, it's not an odometer, it's a yodometer. And so I gassed up and I'm fine. And, and I, with a Sharpie, you know, actually wrote there on the speedometer, plus 15. And so... Uh, I don't try. I, I don't trust my current car. It ha, it it should have that that countdown. It just has a light, and you're supposed to be enough in an, uh, of an adult that he, you don't run it down like that. But I'm like, I want to know. I mean, it's my car. But uh, when we come back, um, it, they call the cause celeb of the liberal media is a, a minority professional basketball player in a same sex marriage. Uh, being held by the evil Putin and uh, a development today. She's in court. The, the Russians have a price for her. <clears throat> um, the, and, and if this administration doesn't make the trade, uh, no one will. The, it's a pretty steep price. They, they want to trade her. This is really obvious. This is kind of why she was taken. But they want to trade her for a very bad guy. A very, very bad guy. But, you know, it's a, it's a gray world out there full of gray men. No gray women, but gray men. Uh, back in a second, AM 770. We'll uh, play that interview from the Kremlin spokes reptile this morning, Dmitry Peskov, with, with his curiously good English. Uh, let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. AM 
770 KTTH. Here. By the way, American Graffiti, a great movie to watch this weekend. Harrison Ford, Ron Howard. This is what's playing when Harrison Ford first is introduced to the entire world. As Green Onions? Falfa. Such a great song. Falfa in, uh, there in Bakersfield uh, in, in the green uh, 57 Chevy. There are few songs that are completely instrumental that I can just bob my head along to forever, and this is one of them. Um, but uh, I, for one, uh, on this 4th of July weekend, uh, denounced your choice, and I want a guy in a tight, sequin blue jumpsuit telling me all about uh, America. We've been traveling far without a home. Such, this is a great song. Such a good song. But not without a star. He, he did, uh, this, this is where people text this, and I read them at 8.30 about how I'm talking <laughs> over uh, this song. I don't, I don't talk over the chorus. Uh, Neil Diamond, you know, there's always these, uh, sort of, hey, who's done the best national anthem at the Super Bowl ever? And, uh, no, wait, hang on a second. And everyone always points to, like, Whitney Houston in 1991 on the Eve of the Gulf War. Don't you know. roll your eyes at that rendition. <laughs> it's really good, but everyone talks about, like, some magic moment. It's 3 a.m. where I was. I was actually about to liberate Kuwait. <laughs> they come into Kuwait. That's what we were singing. Um, anyway, there's Neil. Um, uh, I... I would submit, and we'll play next hour. To me, for the Super Bowl, the best national anthem is the shortest. Just crank it out. No long runs. I know you're a good singer. That's why you're singing the national anthem, but the superb owl. Okay, I, I get it. The best one ever was Neil Diamond. I mean, oh, really? Yes. I And I'll tell you why. Because A, he's Neil Diamond. But B, he cranks it out in less than a minute. No, he doesn't. I am not serious? kidding. This is so funny. It's such an anathema to how we do it today. But it was it was like it was way way back in this era called 1989. Like it was the year before the Gulf War, and they go, Emmy Award winning or Grammy Award winning nominator Neil Diamond. By the time he says Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond has trotted across the field to the stage <laughs> at, at at midfield in the middle of the field. He, uh, by the time uh, he says Neil Diamond, he's out. He bounds up the steps. He's behind the mic. The music is already building, and he starts right in. And like I say, no runs, no nothing. And it's it's the Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, which used to be a Pac-12 venue, no longer. And so he, he cranks it out in less than a minute. And as the song is fading, he's down the stage. And I mean, I know, I know how that world works. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. He is back in the limo, and he's back in Santa Monica before kickoff. I swear. The best I could find from this is a 12 second clip on YouTube. This oh is... yeah, no, no, I I know where to go. Oh, the, do you the, have the, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. You don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> I not the 12 second one because I I'll 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 show you what 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 it is. We could tease it for later. Yeah. Can you uh, um. Say, oh, by the way, did you see the USC UCLA thing? Kind of. I don't know if I'm happy or pissed off about that. I got an angry text from my dad about it, who linked to the story. And college sports, especially college football, is fundamentally changing before our eyes. And I don't know if I like it. I think it really bothers me, actually. 
The um, bowl season was one of the worst we've ever had last year. Just terrible. Absolutely horrible play on the field. Uh, people making individualistic calculations for how hard they should play or whether or not they play at all. And now you have uh, you know divisions being completely shaken up. How long has USC and UCLA been in the Pac-10 or Pac-12? They were core teams. They were Pac-8. Yeah, for what? Like, you know, it, unless I'm it, mistaken, it was like 100 years, maybe? SC, UCLA, Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State. That was the right, Pac-8. Right, right. So I'm a sucker for rich traditions, and when those get shaken up, it it tends to bother me. Um, uh, and and also, by the way, you know, I don't know what to say except if you know, uh, football funds everything else, and they might just go to the Big Ten for football, you know. But if 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 you're complaining or if you're bitching that your daughter at UW gymnastics has to go to Columbus, Ohio, it's like, hey, dude, football funded that. <laughs> They're funding your scholarship, but. Uh, uh, anyway, all right. So here, all right. This, this is. Um, I, I, I thought there was a longer version where where the, the, you could hear the intro. But but anyway, the uh, the venue announcer, the Rose Bowl, uh, has announced that multiple Grammy Award winner uh, and uh, 1989's uh, receding hairline of the year, and blah 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 blah. And as he says that, Neil Diamond's running out, bounds up the stairs, and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Diamond." Say, can you see by the dawn's early light yes. what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming? Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight are the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare. The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still there Oh, see, does that star-spangled Sixty-one seconds. Okay, that was glorious, actually. The rocket's red glare. That's amazing. I had never heard forgotten. that before. In all the Whitney Houston worship and all the other ones, forgotten that the greatest national anthem sung sung publicly was 1989, and it was Neil Diamond, and he cranked it out in one minute. Short and sweet. Not and about him. Leave them wanting more. The rocket's red glare. And the rocket's red glare. That's what they do. They glare. Okay, that's, that's your nomination for best of all time. And by the way, you don't you know where he's going. There's not going to be any long run, so you can sing along. So sing along, Bill Parcells, coach of the hated New York t- Football Giants, on the side of the of, of the of the field. Carl Mecklenburg, nemesis of the Seahawks, singing along. John Elway singing along because he knows where he's going. John Elway, born in Port Angeles. Uh, cranking it out just because he knows that Neil Neil's not going to go on any. He's, there's no jazz fingers here. <laughs> okay, but here's my nomination for worst rendition of all time. <laughs> oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? 
I don't want to disrespect it. What so proudly we hear. I don't want to sit through. Who, is, who the hell is this? <laughs> the guy from Creed. You remember the band Creed? Oh, yeah. It's Scott Stapp at like a NASCAR event. And oh, the my camera God. Oh, that was recent. Everybody in complete shock. Yeah. How bad this is. Perilous fight. That's horrible. Sorry, I I had to ruin the moment. We were enjoying Neil Diamond's. Movie. Yeah, so I'll, I'll share. I'll put that on Twitter if you've never seen it before. It is. Uh, it, it's uh, r- really really good. It is Canada Day, and I'll, I'll play the the greatest Canadian national anthem from a movie when when we uh, come back here. And ever seen the, ever seen the movie Goon? No, with Stifler from American Pie. <laughs> it's it's uh, if you want to get if you want to be a real Seattle Kraken fan, and you, then then you need to know the lore of small market hockey, like like the T Birds. I mean, I I almost insist you got to, but before you ever go to a Kraken game, you got to go to a T Birds game. <clears throat> Hopefully the like the, the Lethbridge Wheat Kings or something like that. Um, but uh, so anyway, it, 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 I won't forget that it's Canada Day. But uh, you know, in reality, you're kind of in our wake. This is our our, our big boats going by. Sorry, bud. Not within a half mile of Orcas, though. So uh, there's that. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll start uh, putting some effort into the show here in a few minutes at 7 o'clock, uh, AM 770 KTTH. Some, the uh, the liberal, liberal media reacting with with anger and stunning uh, declarations that disaster looms because the Supreme Court are now suddenly climate scientists, say a bunch of newspaper people who are suddenly climate scientists. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH.